The following episode of TSBUF, the podcast as true stories based on fiction, can contain explicit language and adult content. Um, listen discretion is definitely advised, highly advised. In this episode, uh, this is the second episode in a row of true stories based on fiction with Brian and I. And um, after our Daniel Way interview, uh, we uh, decided to talk about the man, the legend, Stan, the man, Lee. Um, this is a pretty even-handed uh, retrospective on his life and career, and we felt as though it was only right to do it that way. Um, Stan was a great man, as everybody knows. That's why they call him Stan the Man. Um, a luminary, like I always say about all of the legends. Um, a couple years ago, I had a chance to actually meet him, him at a convention, but I was being cheap because the prices were a little high, but... How often do you get to meet your your heroes? Um, Stan Lee's probably one of my first heroes. Um, but I was too cheap, and I, I didn't do it. And that was the last time he came to Michigan. That had to be uh, 2010 or 11 or maybe 12, somewhere s- circa around that time frame. And I'll always regret it now, and I especially now that, due to the fact that we will never be able to meet. Um we also spent some time on the show talking about Steve Dicko and Jack Kirby as well. Those are the three architects of the Marvel Universe as we know it. And I think that they don't get as much credit as they should. So we, I definitely wanted to put some shine on them and give them their flowers as well. Um, we're looking forward to doing a lot of cool episodes this month on the, on the show. Um, and I won't talk your head off and go back and forth with you. Um, so... R.I.P. Stanley, rest, rest in paradise. Um, thank you for everything you've done for us. Um, and, and on the behalf of the entire network, so that's uh, myself, Randy, Brian, D-Mac, uh, Awesome Sauce, uh, Double D, Chad. Um, I don't think I'm forgetting anyone. Uh, Double D, Chad. Uh, yeah, I think that's everybody. Um we definitely thank you for your uh, contribution to the, to the world. And without you, I don't think we would be here. Um, okay, so until then, enjoy the following episode. We are tonight's entertainment. You've got exactly 10 minutes to decide if you really want to know. You have filled this city. Let's face it, this is not the worst thing you've done today. Another episode of True Stories Based on Fiction. I am your host, Brian, and with me is... Evan, the third host. And once again, without us is... Randy. The first host? The other host. The other host. (laughs) (laughs) So, today we are talking about a topic that happened a couple weeks ago at this point in time. Maybe a month by the time this goes out. But... 
The passing of the great Stan the Man Lee. Stan the Man. R.I.P. Gone too soon. Well, you can't really no. say gone. He, he, he had a rich life. <laughs> he was about to hit 96 years old. <laughs> yeah. I mean, at that point, do you want to make it to... I mean, he seemed active enough that... Not towards the end. Yeah, that last year. It, it was, was kind of sad. I was getting out from the bad from in that last year. Although, I mean, he made it about a year longer than I anticipated. Yeah. When his wife died, what... Was that two years ago? No, last year. Like, June of last year or something yes. like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, I... I gave it about six months after that. I didn't know how it would take it. A lot of times you hear, like, when that significant other, especially after, like... That long together. Yeah. Passes, like... Ain't gonna last... Ain't gonna... Just ain't gonna last that much longer, but... Mm -hmm. Hell, he had a pretty active at least year after that until the money-hungry people started taking advantage of the man. Including his daughter, allegedly. And his manager or something like that? Like, Ooh. several managers and, and convention people and every fucking thing. Yeah. He he had a he had a great overall life, but that last year was was a little rough. Yeah, there's a couple years in between, too, with Marvel that were a little rough, but... Yeah, and we'll get into that, because this is going to be a fair and balanced uh, retrospective on Stanley, honestly. He's definitely a great man, but there were some other parts in, in his life that aren't being... Uh, publicized now, we'll say. I feel like this mic could be doing better. These waveforms are kind of low. Look at that. Yeah. I can just punch it up. And cool. post-production. So, what's your thoughts on the passing of Stan Lee? Um, he, he, he lived a rich life. Uh, he, he probably had one of the... He, and he was definitely an ambassador and like a, a torch bearer for a medium that has done a lot for us in, in our 30-some-odd years. Um, so... I definitely give him the the, uh, the respect for that because you can you can argue that he's more popular than any comic book character. Oh yeah, he is a character. I mean, essentially, yeah. he is a character mm -hmm. of I mean of himself. Yeah, and then um to that point, um this is kind of going off topic, but still on topic. Of Stanley, do you feel like we ever saw the real Stanley? No, I don't um, either. And for the simple fact I can say is I was listening to a recent episode of, oh, I think it was Fat Man Beyond, but mm -hmm. I mean, that's really, I kind of just got that is like, you know, Stan Lee himself was a character or persona he created. Yeah. I mean, but eventually that kind of overtook him. Yep. Like that became the Stan Lee. But I mean, I, I think there was a direct correlation between Stan Lee, Stan Lieber, was it Lieber? Lieberson? St st yep. Stan Lee Lieber. Stan Lee Lieber. Mm -hmm. Um... Which were two separate characters. I mean, yeah. he, had, he had his home life, and then he had himself for the fans. And I think that's the whole Excelsior mm -hmm. um, type, just ener energy that he had yeah. came and, from the character he created. And he was tight with uh, Hugh Hefner, so like he, he couldn't have been as uh, a cookie cutter as, as making scenes. Because I, I bet before he married Joni, he was in the streets. <laughs> he, was, he was in the streets. Mm. He was getting in. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Man, the two looked almost identical. They, they kind of been brothers. That's why in Iron Man two, I believe he played Hugh Hefner. Two or three, one, one or two. I want to say was it? It wasn't one. So probably two then. Two. Yeah, cause yeah, yeah, cause that's when like the chick from one that like um Tony just uh hit and quit had popped back up. It's kind of like a stalker on the same premiere. Gotcha. But I mean. No, I think Stan Lee was a character that eventually that just kind of overtook his life and that became mm -hmm. 
became him and kind of pushed out the Stan Stanley Lieber. Mm-hmm. Almost kind of like your Bruce Wayne and your Batman. Yep. Yep. Like, like Bob Kane, but but Bob Kane to a, a greater extent because I think that his his slip, as they say, showed more than did the Stan. Oh really? Yeah, because uh. Uh, Bob Kane invented a character. He, uh, Bob Kane wanted to be Bruce Wayne. Uh-huh. So uh, he changed his whole persona to match that of uh, a uh, Bruce Wayne character. Like he walk around in like fucking robes, like fucking uh, Hugh Hefner. He would um have his little pipe in. Yep, have like a little thin uh fucking mustache. Would have pancake um makeup on. Lie about drawing up for like thirty years. Thirty. Uh, <laughs> I think it was like, <laughs> a little longer. Than that. I think it wasn't close to his deathbed that he finally said, <laughs> "I never drew anything." Oh man, so yeah. Um, now, is is a good thing? Well, I I say that for later. So, are are those basically like your thoughts on? Um, well, uh, let me ask you this: mm-hmm. What's the first time the do you remember seeing Stanley or knowing who he was and how he was an ambassador for the comic book medium? So, hard for me to pinpoint it exactly, mm-hmm. um, but, you know, growing up, I think I've stated on the podcast numerous times, I was more of a DC yep. uh, fan growing up. Well, not to say I didn't know Marvel characters. I mean, obviously, who doesn't know and recognize Spider-Man? Uh, X-Men back in those days. X-Men. That's probably Captain it. America, maybe, but I mean, Spider-Man and X-Men were the two biggest. Oh yeah, in, in our childhood, for like exposure for Marvel and the Incredible Hulk because of the TV show. Yep, and I will say Daredevil. Daredevil was a character that's always stuck out to me. Really, I remember it was a small child. Oh yeah, so I remember <laughs> back in I don't know if uh, this was going off topic, but that did you, when you were in grade school? Did you get like those like? Can't remember it was like Book It or something like that little. Catalog and your parents could order you books that got yes, sent Yep, uh, JC Penny catalog is what we use, but the Sears like catalog was a popular one. Oh, uh, this is just like a thin, like, piece of paper, like, hmm. and you go in there and it had the order form. It was like once a month. It was like, uh, oh, a company, a uh, finger hut or some shit? Don't, I don't remember. From, okay. Like, I thought it was called Book It, but I could be, could be That's mistaken. Mm-hmm. Um, but I remember when I kind of first kind of like, Getting the idea of superheroes, and this is before I think I was in, even into comic books, but just mm-hmm. uh, like the idea of superheroes, there was this book I got, and it was a bunch of the Marvel heroes, and um, and it had like a little write up, like I think I had the same fucking book. Is that the shit you? Uh, oh, was that like in school you ordered it? Because I, I remember ordering mine from school. Oh yeah, I was in grade school, maybe like fourth or fifth uh, grade. I think I have. I, People in the audience, I'm looking at in the studio here. It houses all my books. I have it. I know I fucking. Was it like a, um, like red? I don't remember. But it was small, blue. but it was black and white black and drawings, white. Yep. and then had a little description. It had obscure characters in there too, right? Yep. I think I had the same fucking book. And, and, and if I don't have, I'm gonna be mad as fuck. That, that book changed my life too, bro. And that's, I mean, to be honest with you, that's where I got my knowledge growing up of the Marvel heroes of the Marvel universe. I mean, I'll probably go back and say, yeah, it was Spider-Man and X-Men were um, my two things, that my two entrances into Marvel. But that I remember reading, and I remember, like, oh, who is this Daredevil? And I like the idea of the character, and I'm like, how is he blind, but he's a superhero? <laughs> um, Damn it. Can't find so. it. But uh, that book had, 
fucking um like obscure motherfuckers in it, like man thing and master mode and yeah. shit. Yeah, yeah. I, I believe I had that same book. Um, so I, I mean, I don't know if that's really necessarily a exposure to Stan Lee, but I'll tell you. But to the, what got me into like knowing the Marvel universe was that and the 1992 Marvel masterpiece cards. Yes. Remember yes. they had that Wolverine one with his uh, no yep. mask on, but yep. claws popped out. So that's what kind of got me going into knowing more about the characters, researching them a little bit. But I think, honestly, I'd probably say it was Wizard Magazine, because it was, it was a while into it. I'd get, like, random random titles here and there, like some X-Men mm-hmm. comics, a mm-hmm. few, some, some like I remember I had, like, Executioner Song. Yep. Uh, Executioner Song. Um, part of the X-Men universe, but, like, nothing, like, coherent. So, like, and you'd see, like, Sam's Stan Soapbox or whatever yep. back. Yep, yep, yep. <clears throat> so I remember reading those, too, but it never really registered who the who Stan Lee was. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't think it probably until I got in a little more in-depth with comics and started collecting Wizard Magazine monthly that you start learned a little bit more who he who he was and the influence that he had on the comic medium. Yeah, um I think that the first time I saw it, I I, I had an answer but I just changed because of what you just said. It was definitely in the stand soapbox if I remember correctly. That I'd have had had a character a caricature of him on there or no no. That was of Tom Tom DeFalco on the bullpen of bulletins. But yeah, I saw his name that way. And I remember that I thought that Jim Lee was Stanley's son cuz I'm four. Um but the first time I saw Stan Lee was on the Sci-Fi Channel when when he used to play the um, Incredible Hulk TV series. Because uh, Stan Lee used to come on at least every other uh, break or um, at, at the beginning of the end book and something like that. And like he would talk about it, like, I'm Stan Lee. I created the Hulk. And then uh, I, I recall the first uh, instance instance of, of Stan being petty. And he said, when in the comic books, her name was Bruce Banner. But when it came to being a TV character, we didn't want his name to be Bruce because it sounded kind of fruity. So we called him David Banner. Like, what? So, so, so he was uh, down talking. I mean, he, he was dressing down homosexuals in the 70s. You know, also taking a shot at Batman. I'm like, this dude is petty as fuck. Was it Robert Banner or was it um, David Banner in the TV show? David Banner. David Bruce Banner. But now in the books, it's Bruce David Banner. Where does Robert Bruce Banner come from? You might be right. Uh, yeah, I think in the show it was David Bruce Banner, but yeah, maybe you're right. It's uh, Bruce Robert Banner. Well, to the Googles, but I think you're correct, though. So, yeah, that's the first time that I, I remember seeing him, Stanley, and then so that put a, a face to the name um, from Stan's soapbox. And I think on a couple instances he appeared. In the cartoons too, as a cartoon character, same. True believers. I'm true. I'm sure Mallrats probably has some sort of real big kind of like first like watching them or something like that. I mean, because he wasn't really in a whole lot of acting before that. Maybe a little bit, but uh, he was in a surprising number of shit when I was small. Yeah, either TV shows or like a guest. But he, um, I, I remember seeing him on. Entertainment Tonight, I believe, because if anything came on about comic books, uh, my grandmother used to call my mom and then tell her to turn on, turn on that station and then like have me and my older brother watch it. So I think I've ever um, E.T. having with uh, John Tesh 
having um a segment about something. I th- I think they might have been talking about the Fantastic Four movie that never came out. The Roger Corman. Yeah, and then like had him on there talking about I'm Stanley and I created me and Jack Kirby. When we created this, well, of course, I don't think you said me and Jack Kirby. But <laughs> when I created the Fantastic Four, this is what I dreamt of, Roger Corman. Uh, you know, I probably looking back too. I think what was it back in '95 when Marvel was about bankrupt? No, uh, that was you're close. In Toy Biz, '96, '97. I'm actually reading a book on that right now, Comic uh-huh. War. Speaking of which, you said about Marvel the Untold Story, don't you? The one I borrowed last time? <laughs> that was like eight years ago. What was the book you let me borrow last time? Yeah, oh. that one. That was like a month ago. <laughs> I haven't touched it yet. <laughs> um, I would have thought it was like 95 that the whole Toy Biz bought. I mean... So refresh Was it Marvel was going bankrupt and they sold... Because to... the whole re... the only thing that saved Marvel was selling out. Basically, to or to Toy Biz, to um, right. Sony, to Fox, because they kept selling their properties out. I believe that um, you may be correct that Toy Biz and Avi Arad bought Marvel with uh, something Perlman who owned Revlon in like 94, 95, but they went bankrupt in 96, 97. Okay, so Toy Biz saved them the first time before the going bankrupt. The first time, yep. And then it gave them a couple more years, and Correct. then and I think it was during the Toy Biz time, and that's when you saw that influx of action figures again. Yep. Um, Because they were buying all that IP up. Yep, because Toy Biz was, was a small toy company, and then in retrospect, well, Toy Biz toys sucks for the most part, but you think about it, they, they all kind of did, because... Um, the Secret Wars toys were crap. The only the toys that were good then were decent were the Batman toys. Everything else was trash. Mm-hmm. Trash Transformers. The Batman was just the same action figure every time you get. Just a little different costume Paint, and a yep. different... That's armor to it. I still remember. This is one of our many different uh, tangents we go on. But I remember when Batman Returns came out and the action figures came out. Mm-hmm. It was the same Batman figure that you got from Batman 1. Yep. Just different paint. And then, like, I remember being a kid, like, why, what's with all these costumes? He only, he has one costume <laughs> in the movie. Um, Gotta make a stretch. And then I remember they came out with the Penguin figure for the Batman Returns, which had him in the tuxedo, but it was literally the... Superpowers one? Yeah, was it Kenner or Toy Biz that did those? Kenner's. Kenner. That, because the um, Kenner Superpower one was a blue... Yep. Suit. Yep. And then all of a sudden, and he, uh, the Batman Returns one came out, and it was the black tuxedo. And I'm like, in the top hat, and I'm like, this don't look nothing like the character from the movies. Which is weird because they had the Catwoman figure, which looked identical. It, it was damn good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and but you know the, why? Because they didn't have a Catwoman uh mold already. Mm-hmm. So that's why I did. And then you had that to. Tim Drake mold that came out. Yep. Of the first, and that was my as we talked about. In an episode as well. Last episode just came out as, as we were recording last week, I believe. Yep. Um, which is my first, I think, was realistically my first exposure to Tim Drake. Yep. But I don't even remember where I got off on this whole tangent about the um, action figure. We'll get back to Stanley in a moment, but uh, I was going to ask you. I thought on Batman 1, the toy was the... Didn't they do like a release of the superpowers? Because I feel like my Batman 1 toy was like the gray and blue costume. And no, they Robin with the cloth cape and like the, so they had search, them. Search, huh? So I remember there was uh, I had the black suit Batman with the belt that pulled out. Yep, and that know. was I think that was like the official Batman movie action I figure. Right 
And then I remember they had a Joker figure that looked more comic Jokery and had like the thing that you could put in the back and squirt the water out the. My lapel. brother had that one. Was that the same one that had the uh, face? That was another one. So then they My had. My brother the, had both of them. I had that one. I mean, like the water one. Yep. And then they and, came out with the the Jack Nicholson. I remember at the time, looked like a sculpture almost. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Kenner was dope back in the day. Yeah. I don't know how good it would look now, but they had him have the actual <laughs> like still. movie suit and everything. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I thought it was cool that the face could change from because that's what happened in the movie. He would paint up his face to look human again, and then all of a sudden, what was uh, now as an adult. The Batman films aren't as good as, as they were when I was a child. That that one plot element is pretty cool. He turned Joker face, but he painted himself over that shit. So the fucking makeup department had a field day probably. Yeah, make him Joker <laughs> and then make him Jack Nicholson over top of that Joker. <laughs> that's actually very clever. That's actually that's one aspect of that movie that still holds up to me. I went and saw that movie over the summer in the theaters. Yeah, at, uh, a, in Saginaw. Uh, it was in Bay City, but oh, same thing. Yeah, same, same thing. thing. Yep, yep. Um. Because I'll tell you, that was the that was the first, and if, with the exception of uh, the 1966 Batman, that was the only Batman movie I had never seen in theaters. For whatever reason it is, because mm-hmm. I was into Batman at the time, but I have no recollection of Batman being one being in movie theaters. I remember Batmania, because I had like the t-shirts, I had the water bottles Breakfast and shit like that. Um, and I like Batman, but I don't remember anything until Batman Returns came out. Yeah. And I remember how excited as a kid I was at, to... To go see Batman Returns when that came out, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. only to watch that and be like, uh... Which is a, I like the movie, and as I grew older, I had more respect for it, for the more adult themes. But when you're a 10-year-old kid, it's a, it's a tough movie to get through, kind of. As a kid, I love Batman Returns. Better than Batman 1. But I, 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 was, I was a weird kid. I, I'm a weird adult. Um, but... I remember there was elements of Batman 1 that scared me. The Joy Buzzer scene. Yep, yep, yep. I remember, yep, like, yep. I couldn't watch that. And then uh, Batman Forever came out, which I still enjoy Batman Forever. I get I like it. Robin in it. Um, I like Robin. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. I like Robin. I like Two-Face. I like... The Two-Face, I, I like uh, as I grew up, I never understood the, the Riddler's uh, orange spike haircut. I mean, like that's 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 just them being Art Deco and you know, and just flipping up a little bit. Because in my eyes, that that's my Riddler. But that was a damn good Riddler costume. Yeah, Two Face, I thought looked the part. I mm-hmm. mean, he looked damn good too. But then he, they made him too Joker. They almost made him like Joker. Act like the Joker, but you're gonna be Two Face. Yep, that's exactly what it was. I didn't like the portrayal of Robin, but I love the Robin costume. I love it. It was Jason Todd being. With the name Dick Grayson, yeah, and the and Dick Grayson, like I, I didn't that. like the inks and everything, and it was weird to see like someone as old as Bruce Wayne. I mean, cause in, in my head as a kid who who thought I was grown, I was like, yeah, this makes more sense. I don't want to see Batman with a twelve year old boy. That's stupid. If he's a teenager or, or in the early twenties, it makes more sense to me. So I teenager, got... yes, like twelve year old boy, no, but like fifteen, sixteen, they made him a little bit too old. I mean, like yeah, I mean, my he, opinion, he he was thirty five playing. 17, probably. Maybe a little older. Now, would you rather see Marlon Wayans? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Who was the original Robin? Or Michael J. Fox. Who do you like better, though? Do you like the Robin in the Titans show? Or the Chris O'Donnell Robin? We're going to do like a tagging show at some point with friends who show gear. But 
That cast in the Robin is probably the best comic cast I've seen in the last ten years or so. Yeah. He he's made for that fucking role. Mm-hmm. Although he's playing, he's not Dick Grayson. He looks like Dick Grayson, but he, he's not Jason Todd either. I don't know who he is. It's kind of like a toss between like Tim. All, yeah, he, he's, some, he's there's, about, some, there's some Damien in there. Yeah, there's some Tim. There's some Dick. Yeah. Um, but I think the I think this whole first season, and I guess we're gonna have a whole other episode. I think this whole set season is meant to be the evolution to from Night or Robin and Nightwing. Yep. I, I guarantee you, season finale is gonna be Nightwing. I don't think I don't think that, that he'll have the costume per se, but yeah, but he he can decide that okay, like there's a second Robin now. I don't need to be Robin now. I'm gonna have my own identity. Did you see? I just read this art yesterday. I guess uh, DC put something up, a uh, call in number to, if you want Jason Todd to live. <laughs> the I don't know if it's true. Like if they're gonna, st- they would stick to it. But they said it was like an homage to the death and the family thing, which I thought That's was pretty, pretty cool. Because cool. I thought the actually. I don't want to get too in deep, but I thought last week that was last week was the Jason Todd episode, right? I haven't watched yet. Yes, one? weakest one of the season so far. Really? And it was probably the one I was looking forward to the most. Yeah, that's why I've been holding off on it because um, I'm trying to savor it. I'll be interested to see what you put. It's a good episode, mm-hmm. but I just thought weakest one out of the season. Hmm. But I mean, it's all just Dick and Jason. <laughs> so we'll get back sadly in a minute. Folks, we promise, but I, I just want to say real quick that um, I'm still overall pretty underwhelmed by the DC Universe app. But um, Titans is a surprise, is, is, is a dark horse this year for me. It, it, I like it more than fucking Daredevil season three. I don't know why, because it's so weird and bizarre. Titans like is right now is my favorite comic <laughs> book show that's out. And it, but it's it, like you said, it's it's weird. I'm kind of questioning myself. It's like you're watching, like some of this is really corny. And it's dark. It's like Gotham, but not. I could see happy hand fisted. I could almost see it taking. They could say it takes place in the DC universe, like movie universe. Can you? I can't. Just how dark it is, like the darkness to Tone-wise, it. Tone wise, yes. But in terms Tone-wise, of tone um, but I think honestly the special effects were good. Everything that I thought, I remember seeing those first images of him. Like this is gonna suck. Yeah, yeah. Because um, on a group chat, I think I was like eviscerating that shit. I remember seeing the. Starfire, and I'm like, that ain't my Starfire. Yeah. I just... Now, what I hope... They showed a... I think... You see it exists... There are a few elements of them in the last episode. Maybe I saw it on... No, I was thinking I was looking online. And there was a picture of her, the chick that plays Starfire, Mm -hmm. but not curly hair. It's straight. Mm -hmm. And I think she looks a lot better with the straight hair. But I want to see her fucking fly, and I want to see the flame. Like, I don't... I just don't like seeing her with that big-ass overcoat the entire... Yeah. The winter coat. Now, um... I want to see Garfield with more green skin. And besides something a, being a fucking tiger. tiger. Um, and how could nobody was upset that Garfield Logan is Asian when he obviously is an Asian book, but they were upset that Starfire, an alien, was black. Although, that's not all... I can kind of see why that makes sense, though, because if they got a light-skinned black woman, it would have been fine, but the fact that she's so dark-skinned... I think that's... It, it just looked... Ah, then her purple... You can't be dark-skinned and have purple clothes. It looks weird. It was... Just honestly, it was a it was different for me the first time you seen it. Like it just it not what I pictured, and I guess I would have never pictured like maybe a white chick because she's what yellow skinned in the comics or something. Orange, like yellowish. Not yeah. saying, <laughs> but uh, when people complain about uh, Ellie's race as a human being, like it's an alien character, but I do I kind of get it. I don't know. Every one of those characters was a better choice than the guy that got to play Flash in the movies. Facts. Also, Starfire is like the MVP to show to me. Just, oh yeah. 
He also, she's a powerhouse. Yeah. In, in terms of acting, her character arc, and she's kind of sexy too now. When she uh date rape dick, mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm gonna get him drunk. I'm gonna get some dick tonight. <laughs> um, um, but uh, I wish they were a little more in the same age bracket though. Like you can tell, there's a definitely a huge age barrier between like Raven and. It's almost like uh, the Teen Titans series with uh, Jeff new Johns. Type. Yeah. To where, like, there's the kids and, like, the older heroes te- teaching them. And, and that's exactly what it is. Because this is anybody's Teen Titan. You can't say... Everybody every can say, that's not my Teen Titan. Because it is. It's no one's Titans. I do hope they bring Hawk and Dove back. Yeah. Although, uh, Hawk was... He, he was definitely phoning in on his acting choice. So he's trying to be like Clint Eastwood or some shit. Get out of here. I can still fuck. I know my dick doesn't work. That dub was fucking smoke show, though. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Minka Kelly? Mm-hmm. Mm. Break me off a piece of that. <laughs> um, Back to Stanley. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, I, I guess we'll uh, use that as a segue to get into the reactions that people have had since Stanley's uh, passing. Uh, basically referencing the celebrity community. Uh, what are your thoughts on that? So, obviously, I think people are letting their out... Or, that sounded bad. I was gonna say it. There's a lot of outpour of affection for Stan Lee, which I think shows how much of an impact that the man had on people's lives. Um, there have been a few people that are a little outspoken mm-hmm. with what they've had to say, namely Army Hammer. Which ironically was gonna the choice to play Batman in the Somebody first Justice too. League movie, and then it, then he was the Lone Ranger. He's been. He's been cast and almost cast several times, I feel like. A Green Lantern, I believe, that he, he's been running yeah. for that. Somebody else, too. Um, All DC people, though. But, uh... After what he put out, and then he kind of got put in his place by Negan himself, Jeffrey Dean Morgan, but... Oh, I didn't get that part of it. What did um Thomas Wayne say? Oh, good pull. <laughs> um... Well, the comedian had to say. <laughs> uh, so I guess for those who let me pull it up because I don't want to misplace what Army Hammer him. said. I'm going to quote him. Yep. But while you're pulling it up, because we're in the age of people calling people out, because people people now get mad and say thoughts and prayers, and I don't get that. It's not negative. Yeah. I don't need thoughts and prayers. I need gun control. Like, well, maybe you're praying so you aren't grieving as much. You're able to cope and, and persevere, lady. But yeah, but it, it's a weird time that we live in that regard. Um, while you're pulling it up as well, I don't think the Army Hammer said anything bad. I think he's he's saying that you should be mourning. I don't think it should have came out the day after it happened. True. Um, and why is he being so, so fucking I, I, so fucking outspoken out of nowhere? Yeah, it's weird. Someone that as irrelevant as you are. I mean, let's say that. <laughs> A lot of people don't know who Army Hammer is. Is he? Is he though? Because I bet the year laundry turn has Army Hammer bacon soda in it. Because I think he's in that family. Maybe I find out. I'm going to find that out. If Army Hammer is any connection to the Army Hammer bacon soda company. All right, let's keep talking though. Okay. Um. So I I don't think that he that he. Deserve the backlash that he got for saying that was actually a decent point. Um, so I don't want to just go on. Beside, so essentially, Army Hammer said he doesn't understand why people are glorifying themselves by putting up photos of them 
with Stan Lee. Basically saying, like, you know, don't put us... You want to mourn the man. He's almost my age. Well, I, I, I'm, he's, he's, he's a couple of days older than I am. Um, Don't put and up a, a photo of yourself or a selfie mm-hmm. with him. I don't really get that. I think people, if they want to honor the man, let them do it their own way. I think it was... I don't think there was anything wrong with what he said, but I also I don't also thought it was unwarranted. Agreed. Uh, agreed. You know, so Jeffrey Morgan, uh, flat, essentially almost in the same essence, said the same thing, called him an asshat, and said let people uh, more. It's gotta be around here. See, everything's about how he apologized. So he went back and apologized for what he. I don't think that that comment was. Deserving of, of him being called an ass hat because his heart was in the right place. But I mean, I, I see all sides of it. Um. Yeah. I mean, and then I guess I was like, who's he calling out? Is he calling out the uh, the celebrities that or the people? I mean, I think a celebrities because uh, but celebrities are vain. But as I was telling you before, I think that what may have prompted him to go off like that was uh, I saw, I can't remember who it was I don't want to misquote them on the show because of course we never misquote anything on the show but uh, a certain celebrity had their tribute to Stan Lee and it said sponsored by Marvel at the time you know how how people have ads and shit now mm-hmm. it's like sponsored by it's like sponsored by Marvel so it was seemed as though their uh, their um, grieving Instagram post excuse me I'm I'm fighting off a burp, was uh, was sponsored by Marvel. And also, this is kind of a tangent, but still based on St. Lee, Marvel was the last company to say anything about it. It was all over my Google News feed, so I go to Marvel.com, and, and fucking Marvel.com, I'm talking about the, the Infinity Gauntlet with fucking Wolverine. Took, uh, Google was on that shit early. I had pop I had poppers on my phone, so I was like, you know what, I'm going to Marvel to see if it's true or not. I went to Marvel.com and said... And like instead of instead of Stan Lee being a front and center, it was uh, talking about Wolverine having an Yeah, on. lame. It was yeah because Marvel's kind of lame now. And unless Marvel wants to hire me to write a book, then I love Marvel. I, I think that I think it's sixty bucks a page. So Army Hammer wrote, so touched by all the celebrities posting pictures of themselves with Stan Lee. No better way to commemorate an absolute legend than putting up a picture of yourself. So I mean, I guess it was more of an attack on celebrities, not mm-hmm. necessarily people. And it's them and Stanley. Because if anybody dies, what? Okay, so here's how the point's kind of dumb. In the Instagram age, if anybody dies, they'll post a picture of their loved ones. Will post a picture of them and that person. Like uh, Diddy's baby mama number two just died, mm-hmm. and everyone's talking about her. They're posting pictures of them with her. Like that's just how it goes. And like now, if I post a picture of myself. With with a fucking Fantastic Four T-shirt on, so yeah, I miss Stan Lee. That's kind of being dumb. Or uh, take a video of myself crying about Stan Lee. Yeah, <laughs> that's kind of about me. Is that I have a GoFundMe because I'm so distraught with Stan Lee's death. I mean, I guess when you put when it's the when it's Chris Evans in a photo with of him in his Captain America uniform with Stan Lee or yeah. Ryan Reynolds, like why not? I mean, it's you're commemorating still what the man did. I agree. Here's Jeffrey and Dean Morgan's uh, response. I just had it up. It looks like you found a way to use others' way 
ways of mourning and their memories to draw some attention to yourself. Morgan wrote, you sound like a real asshat. Now, what he did is he turned what Army Hammer said on with some people as fuck. and put it right back in him, yeah. which is exactly what he was doing. He, I almost wonder what Army Hammer said, you know what, I need something to make myself a little more relevant. I'm going to throw something that's going to get news because... I don't know about that because I've never seen Army Hammer the type of guy who like really tries to do. What stunts. the fuck have you seen Army Hammer? That's why. That's my point. He's been a name in Hollywood, especially in Warner Brothers. I think either has a contract there or or he's fucking someone higher up. No, I think he has a contract because he was in that Social Network movie. Yeah, and... but he, he. I think now, besides the fact that I think that he's probably a diehard comic book fan and he wants to play superhero badly, he never does anything. That I've seen that means that shows me that he's an attention a seeker. Yeah. Now, what do you feel about Brie Larson's tribute that people got mad at her for no fucking reason? What did she do? She had a she had a picture of her and a, and a drink saying, "Here's you stand." But how dare you take a drink? Like, huh? Is that what people do? Uh, yeah, I mean, it's a toast. Uh, and then on all the hood movies, they pour some off for their brothers to wear no more. <laughs> I don't know. I think it's a no-win because I think if people don't do anything, then they'd be like, "So, oh, so Robert Downey Jr. didn't put anything up about Stan Lee." Like, you know, it's it's almost like it, it's a lose. In, in the right. news, uh, social media news world that we live in, people yeah. are like waiting to see what someone's gonna put. Like, I guarantee you, there are people waiting for t- Kevin Smith to put something up. People are waiting to see what yeah. Chris Evans, Robert Downey Jr. The only one I didn't see any put anything up was uh, Chris Helmsworth. Yeah. Maybe he did. I don't know. I mean, yeah, I, I don't follow him on, on anything. Hugh though. Jackman did. Yeah. Um, Instagram was, was full of shit. Not not full of shit, but full of things about um, him. But I'll see if I can find the Brie Larson. Um, uh, Brie Larson Army Hammer. So it's probably it's probably can pull it up. I don't think there's nothing wrong with what she. I mean, if that's what you're telling me was was anything yeah. wrong with that. But people were saying, and this is the woman who's going to represent Marvel in the next phase? How dare you? I, was like, I, I didn't get it at all. Like, what the fuck are you even mad about? Interesting. It, it was like, what? Oh, here we go. Brie Larson Stanley. Let's see if I can find it. Okay. So we're going to find it right now. So, so I can make sure that I'm not lying to you when I say that. Here it is. Alright, so she has a little drink in her hand, thinking about Stan, what a legend, R.I.P. And people got mad at that! And she looks sad! I mean, she probably had the least exposure to the man. I mean, <laughs> realistically, she probably had, what, maybe one day's work? If, she, if That's even if she was on they set that all day. Those, yeah, they filmed all those cameos, like, at one time. It says, Sam, we got four hours, we're going to do all your cameos the next 12 movies, and then... They're, they're fucking, what do you call it, superimposing him with the, with the other characters? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so, I mean, she probably never met Stanley before. Uh, let me see. So, then, uh, this guy says, if this actually real, I kept telling y'all Brie Larson always been a trash person. LOL. Dumb. And then this other person says, sweet baby Jesus, talk about him, sister. But you're talking about sweet baby Jesus. That's also sensitive to the Christians, and I'm a Christian, sir. Then this person says, yep, it's real. I've always known she's a garbage human being. How is she a garbage human being? And this one else says, I've been saying that she's garbage. And then 
this other person says, why is Brie Larson doing a fashion shoot? So I, I can kind of see that one. Okay, so maybe I kind of get They're saying, like, this is obviously a filter of this shit. Her filters are all on. Her lens I mean, layers. Yeah, it's brightly lit. I mean, look, if, if someone's just scrolling through, they're going to have no idea the image has anything to do with Stanley. I, I guess I get I that. I get it a little bit, but come on, bro. Like... Saying that she's garbage and trash, like, that's taking it a bit far. Yeah, I wouldn't attack her over it. <laughs> you can't win these days. Um, So, getting on, uh, moving forward, we're talking about attacks. Uh, so, the biggest point of contention that people have had with the passing of Stanley. Oh! Before we get there, I'm not sure if it's still up, but on in Saginaw, Coming towards Bay City and Midland, like right by the Dow Vincent on the highway. They had, like, I heard the, there was a stand there. Yeah, I, I was shocked by that. I didn't see it, but I, I heard I about saw it. it. Yeah. Because that just shows it's. And that's kind of why Stan has the the reputation that he has. Because people who don't really follow the books don't know the full story. Like, you can read about a Marvel Untold story. Besides that, Stan, that Scott Lobdell story. And also in Comic Wars. But anyway. As a matter of fact, uh, do I still have his life story? I- I'm missing a lot of books in. Because I had Stan Lee's, uh, now, I mean, his auto, his bio-autobiography. Is that the one that was told in graphic novel form? No, not the uh, not the Peter David written one. The one that he wrote. He, he said this is his first ever auto bio-autobiography because he wrote it. But essentially, he gave credit to his ghostwriter, which Stan Lee didn't always like doing. Um... I can't believe I don't have a book anymore. So in my house in Saginaw, I, I gotta find that. Cause that I can't believe I don't have it. I'm kind of upset. Oh my! I have a whole other bookcase in my old bedroom in my house in Saginaw. It probably has that and that Marvel book in there. Cause I, I have like a lot of my kiddier books there. Cause you see, these are all adult themed comic books and graphic novels and manga. That's when you bring the ladies over. <laughs> I'm gonna bring any ladies to this room with all the comic books, bro. Funny books. <laughs> Nothing gonna dry that pussy no more. <laughs> Mine are out in the living room. <laughs> All right. Um. Yeah. So, so the biggest uh point of contention with the Stanley death has been the statements by Mr. Bill. I'm a racist, intellectual, god-hating piece of shit who uh, dates whores. Mark. Wow. If you guys recall, Is that his Christian name. Yes. Um. Uh, as you guys recall, um. Friend of the show, member of Network Double D, and I had a scathing review of um, Bill Maher on one of our You Can't Say That on the Podcast episodes. So, I'm sure a lot of our listeners probably know the controversy going on, but I do have the. um, I do have his little blog post. Should I read it real quick? Yep. Alright. So, this is what this piece of shit wrote, which (laughs) not only attacks, I think, the man who passed away. But us as consumers, too. So, America is in mourning. Deep, deep mourning for a man who inspired millions to, I don't know, watch a movie, I guess. So, starts out, look, okay, he has some uh, type of... Let's, yeah, let's break this down. We'll, uh, we'll commentate on this whole <laughs> message. We'll break it down piece by piece. So, first part, you think, okay, maybe the man has a semblance of being a human being. <laughs> Um, talking about how people are in mourning, deep, deep mourning for a man who inspired millions, and then follows up with two, I don't know, watching movie, I guess. Which, get your facts straight, you piece of shit, because he didn't inspire people to watch a movie, he inspired them to read, read books. books. 
And all reading is good reading. Yep. Um. And what? And and, and Bill Maher is in a field that typically does what though? Uh, sells film and television shows. He's he's appeared in movies, uh, comedy specials, and books. All things that Stan Lee have done has done. So his his first point is already moot. Nothing against comic books, but that when he was growing. Oh wait, hold on. Mark continued saying he has nothing against comic books, but that when he was growing up, comics were for kids, and when you grew up, you moved on to big boy books without the pictures. When I was a kid, bro, things changed, bro. And Stan Lee used to go to colleges and talk about the Silver Surfer and the philosophy behind it, as well as Doctor Strange. Apparently, all you look at is the fucking picture books. Exactly. Uh, But then 20 years or so ago, something happened. Adults decided they didn't have to give up kid stuff. And so they pretended comic books were actually sophisticated literature. Is Richie Rich about the only th- comic book he knows? Right. Fucking Casper the Friendly Ghost? Right. There's Mouse, which won a, a litany of, of awards. City of Glass has won, won a litany of awards. God. Uh, what was it? Ghost? Uh, or the Neil Gaiman, Gaiman stuff? Uh. Uh, oh shit! I'm having a Sandman. Sandman. Sandman has won a myriad of awards, and so, that, and that, that's non superhero shit. Yeah, it's a it, it's a medium, not a genre. You dumb fuck. Um, I don't think it's a huge stretch to suggest that Donald Trump could only get elected in a country that thinks comic books are important. I don't know if that's the whole thing, but that's about the gist of it. I think, yeah. Um, not all comics are important, but not all everything is important. Not all comedy is important. So it, does he have that same stance on, on his field of comedy, which people don't even know that, he's, that he was ever a stand-up comedian because he's never fucking funny as a stand-up comedian. Well, he wants to attack these people like that. They're that these comic book writers are being looked at as uh, lit. Uh, literary professionals, mm-hmm. which they are. Yeah. Um. Although, as uh, upcoming interviews gonna say, they don't get paid like them. Yeah. But um. Oh, here it is. All right. So, twenty years or so ago, something happened. Adults decided that they didn't have to give up kid stuff, and so they pretended comic books were actually sophisticated literature. And because America has over forty five hundred colleges. Which means we need more professors than we have smart people. Some <laughs> dumb people got to be professors by writing these with titles such as Otherness and Herodoxity and the Silver Surfer. Uh, hey, you piece of shit. You, all, you star in a fucking political comedy HBO show. And if memory suits, you didn't go to school either. Yeah, and I don't think he graduated college. Which, I mean, uh... Which, it, it doesn't have any relevance, but for the simple fact he's attacking people mm-hmm. that are go- that are teaching college. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I, I think it's a vicious attack on not just the man who passed away. Well, now, I don't even people... know so much of it's attack on Stan Lee. No, it's everyone else. Yeah. And, and it's also an attack on your boy Trump. <laughs> Leave political politics out. We'll see what Trump is going to say back to Bill Maher. I'm surprised Trump hasn't responded yet. Yeah. He, he's on everything. He's on it. <laughs> but, I don't know. 
What's your thoughts on it? I mean, we've been talking a little bit. What's your thoughts on this snide comment that was made? It came out of nowhere. Um, it, it has no relevance to him or what he does in his profession. It was uncalled for. Um, now, does he make a quasi-valid point? Not really. As Any art form isn't... Him being a stand-up comedian, he should respect all art, in my opinion. Because stand-up comedian... I mean, stand-up comedy to me is an art that people don't always think of as an art. But I see it as an art form. Me, myself, as a person who considers itself a, a, a failed artist. I respect every kind of art. I see the I see the artistry in fucking professional wrestling, in my opinion. So for him to be in an artistic, creative field, how dare he condemn someone else and people who also like those other creative fields. And all that he's ever done is try to get people to stop... Well, one, he's a supreme atheist, so he thinks people are dumb if they believe in God. And I'm like, live and let live. If if he doesn't believe in God, that's fine. But don't tell people not to believe in God. And don't, don't say it's harmful for people for, for people to believe in a God. That's stupid and, 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 and idiotic. He's also a racist. Um, he's been caught on numerous occasions saying things that they're racist charging as black people, uh, Hispanics. And then he he uses the guise of comedy, but it's not fucking comedy. It ain't funny. Yeah, it's not funny. Well, his, his house joke was kind of funny. But with no, his history wasn't funny. And let's not forget the one fact that the man got paid off a comic book. (laughs) Yeah, so he's a fucking hypocrite. IP as well. He's a fucking. Or did he take every every cent that he got out of Iron Man three? Which don't get me wrong, probably not a lot of money. But did he take those couple thousand dollars and fucking give them away, or did he say, "Hey, I'm doing this for free"? Or if you think it's so fucking stupid in the first place, why even be in it? Right, because yeah, because that's actually a very good point. So uh, he would do that cameo. For a couple of different reasons. One, he was a comic fan, but obviously he's not. Two, if he needed money, so then he's just jealous of all the money that Marvel's making off of their movies. Or three, he was free that day. So I, so maybe he maybe he, he was free that day, but I, I don't see if someone has such disdain for, for that audience would do something. Well, I mean, I, I guess if you're a whore, he'll do anything. I don't know. I don't fucking know, but... Yeah, I think that I think that that might be my final straw with with Bill Maher, because um he, you had more straws than than I did then. Yeah, because he's Michael Moore. Uh, Michael Moore is, is in the same camp. This is they're so extreme for for, for for no fucking reason. Like they're him and Michael Moore are far left. Anybody who's far left or far right, they're they're all imbeciles and, and insane. Um. But, yeah, I'm done. Uh, 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 what are your thoughts on it? On Bill Maher? I think it's ignorant. I think it was something... Again, I think you're feeling the need to attack people um, when they're dealing with an issue on their own. I mean, who are you to say what what type of impact that the man had on... Right! And, I mean... There... There was an outpouring on fucking people on social media when Hugh Hefner passed away. I don't remember seeing anything like this. Because uh, Bill Maher got like a lot of pussy from the Playboy Mansion. Probably because fucking Hefner told him to go fuck him. (laughs) But I mean, I don't think it's anyone's right to say how how someone should or shouldn't mourn the passing of another. I I mean, it's, I mean, you want to fucking go out in the middle of the streets? You want, I mean, if the man's legacy and the man's passing has gives you some sort of artistic 
uh, being, and that's how you, and you want to go express it that way, then there should be nothing that stops that person yeah, from being able to do that. And fuck you, Bill Maher, for thinking that you can step in the way. And, and, then, and then also, um, I'll add to that. Um, <clears throat> it's one thing if if someone interviewed him and then asked him about it and, and then he said that. At least he had a reason to then. Mm-hmm. But he, he went out of the way to write a random. He, he he took a pen and paper, wrote it down. Then he transposed it to his computer. Then he uploaded it to the internet. He took time out of his day to do that shit for no fucking reason. And what he thinks is gonna be the outcome of it. <laughs> I mean, unless he's literally like honestly doesn't believe it and just says like, oh hey, I'm gonna get some backlash, but it's gonna be any news is good news type mentality. I don't know. I I don't get it. I don't understand it. I don't see the reasoning behind it. But I guess what, the only thing I guess I'm I'm learning now is going back and actually having a conversation on these both these things is maybe they weren't they were using the event of Stanley passing, but I don't think either one of them were actually attacking Stanley as a person. I think they were attacking the fans. Bill Maher was more so than um, Army Hammer when he said that only in this type of America when when, when your icon is Stanley could that call for like the. Uh, Trump to be elected. True. So that was a direct shot. Yeah. At Stanley. Um. So I guess we'll kind of on that same note to be fair and balanced as I was saying earlier. We'll kind of close out on this. I want to take some time out to. Uh, Stanley was a legend. Stanley was a great ambassador for comics. But I don't want people to have, be under the impression. And, and, and these are the people who know Stan through through like Marvel movies. I think the Stan did this shit alone. There were. Three people involved in this, at least, who are equal, if not greater, contributions than Stan Lee that I don't want people to, to ever forget about. Um, so, of course, that's Stan Lee, because it does take a person to uh, have the idea for a story for anything to move forward. So, he's definitely is responsible for that. And he did write, he did do all the dialogue. Um, but there's also, you should talk about, in the same breath as Stan Lee, everyone should also give respect to Jack Kirby. And also the Steve Dicko. Because when Steve Dicko died, nobody gave a fuck. I didn't see no fucking uh, billboard talking about, about Steve Dicko. And Steve Dicko gave us Doctor Strange. Steve Dicko gave us Spider-Man. Also, Steve Dicko gave us The Question, uh, The Blue Beetle. Uh, who else? Somebody else who's pretty big, too. I can't think of it right now. but And Jack Kirby. Let's not even get to all the people that fucking Jack Kirby created without Stanley. Because here's the thing. Uh, Stan, without Jack, created Ravis 29, Stripperella. But Jack Kirby, without Stanley, created um, The Eternals. Uh, fourth World. Fourth World. New Gods. New Gods. Dark Side. And, and that's all Fourth World. But still, what creation... And again... Do you think Jack Kirby has more significance on DC creations or Marvel? Marvel. Because his biggest co- contribution to DC that's relevant is Darkseid. Because Darkseid is, is, in my opinion, DC's greatest villain. Oh, yeah. By far. But the fourth world, world gets popping like every 10 years or so, but it, it never really hits. This... This fucking Miracle Man run is the only thing that only time I remember anything from uh, the fourth world being popular in my entire life. It's always been there, but it hasn't been popular. Now they're great stories. And the story behind it, how he he wrote, drew, inked, and edited four books. It told it told one story. He had four books coming out a month. That that's fucking amazing. 
And now and, you're saying that Mr. Miracle is the only thing that's been relevant in years. Yep, besides Dark Side. Ever. Uh, I will say mm-hmm. Grant Morrison, and I don't know if this is going too far back, used a lot of elements of Fourth World in his J- JLA run. Um, Mr. Miracle and the Mother Boxes. I'll say that. No, there's a lot in the Justice League run um, dealing with storylines because he had the uh, oh fuck, what was it? A Rock of Eternity storyline. A Rock of Ages. A Rock of Ages. Mm -hmm. um, And then actually brought in Orion and Big Barda into the league as members. But would you say that that was a bigger impact than Miracle Man has been? I would say Miracle Man's been more critically accepted, but it's kind of a standalone story, and I don't know if it has to do with the strangeness of it. Um, which, it's a good story, but I think it's going to be one that takes a second read-through to truly un- comprehend and understand yep. it. Um, and I will say, I think the movies were trying to do it, but the movies failed. Yep, because the movies borrowed out extensively from Kirby. And now they're doing, like, the uh, Fourth World fourth, fourth world movie with uh, Ava DuVernay. Yeah, I believe that when it happens. Yeah. I don't see that movie ever. It's going to come out, I think, but I don't think it's going to be well well uh, received. But in any event, so it's not to condemn Stan Lee, but Isaac Filizzo, his, his, his collaborators don't get enough credit for all, all of their contributions to the Marvel Universe. And I just want to point out the things that They've done individually without being... There's no greater team in comics or in any creative industry that I can think of besides Stan and Jack. Um, yeah. And I will say at least Kirby didn't get the recognition that he deserved, but he still got quite a... I mean, he still got a lot of recognition. He didn't get what he deserved for it. Not mainstream-wise. Comic-wise, yes. Comic-wise, like the deep trenches of the comic book community... They know what's up. But in terms of mainstream... There was so much back then that, like, you sit there and look at the uh, Bob Kane, Bill Finger story and how much That's the, yeah. he fucked him, Bob Kane fucked him over. I'm like, um, as someone being a huge, huge, huge Batman fan, like, you know, I applaud at what at the creation that Bob Kane was able to give the people. And then you see someone like that, and then after he dies, like, okay, how much did he screw over? And that Bill Finger documentary on Hulu is a it, great documentary. It's almost fucking sad. Oh, yeah. Um, which, I guess he almost got to give up to uh, Shuster and Siegel, who are actually, I mean, they collaborated on an idea. But which, they were 50-50 partners. Yeah. And they got both fucked over they, by DC. Rather you both get fucked over as a team, than fucking say, well, fuck this motherfucker's all about me. I couldn't do that. No. And, and that's why I have... A lot of thoughts I have today about this is because of people like Image Comics, how that popped off, and about Stan Lee and Jack Kirby back in the day. But yeah, Bob King, not to speak ill of the dead, in terms of the mainstream comic guys that we know, he's the worst in regards to giving credit. Because he didn't even give people credit at all. He would literally draw things, well, not draw things, and put his name on it. Stan Lee would at least give credit to people and say that they were co-creators. Although Steve Ditko got mad that he said that he considered um, Ditko the co-creator of Spider-Man, because uh, see, Ditko is very black and white. He's very, um, he's very literal. He said that to consider is to ponder. So fuck that, which is true. 
If you say I consider so, that means you're pondering. Because no, there's there's no consideration. I am the co-creator. But in terms of Jack Kirby, I just feel like, and then just probably, I'm going to sound like Bill Martin and everybody else now. And I don't want to speak of the dead. But I feel like the difference between a Bob Kane and um, a Stan Lee is, Stan Lee had power at, at Marvel to make things right. Stan Lee could have made sure that Jack Kirby got his pages back. Stan Lee could have made sure that Jack Kirby got paid right. Jack Kirby said he would love to stay at Marvel, but he just wants his credit and he, and he wants to get broke in. He wants to get broke off for what he did. Stan Lee, he had more power and say, sway in it, but he said no. Yeah. So much, I think there's so much behind the scenes shit that we don't know about. Well, so it's much heavily, more that we don't know about and may never know about. But it's heavily documented, though. Yeah. And then, because in, in in the book, uh, a Marvel Comics Untold Story, it says that back in the day, like back in the 40s, Stan Lee was like Kirby's assistant. And Kirby treated Stan Lee like shit. So then in the 60s, when the tables turned, they say that that, that book kind of paints a narrative that's kind of why Stan did what he did. Well, because I think the history is, he was working for... It wasn't Mark. Was it Timely it Comics timely. <laughs> at the time? And like, I think they, he said he hated Stanley. Hated his job. I think it was when he still went by <laughs> Lever because um, he was just doing romance novels mm-hmm. and or not novels, but uh, comics and shit like that. Uh, and he actually wanted to become. He wanted to be a great American author. Mm-hmm. Like he wanted to write books. He didn't. I don't think he ever had it in his mind that he was going to do Com- comics and shit like that. It was just back a, in those days. People felt like Bill Moore felt because that, that's Bill Moore grew up. Yeah, but it was just a job at the time, so he was I. He was going to quit, and I think it was his wife told him like, "Well, if you're going to quit, tell the tell one more story that you want to do, and then quit." And that's where he did the Fantastic Four. Yep, I mean that's a story that's been documented. I'm not sure how true that story actually is. No, but what I'm saying though, like back in back before, I think right back when saying. Stan got back from the war. He was uh, Jack Kirby's assistant, either or or like because he was a Martin Guzman's nephew, so he, he was on the office. And, and Jack Kirby was kind of had an ego back in the forties. He didn't treat Stan very well. Mm-hmm. So then in the sixties, the tables turned, and then people speculate that's why he did what he did, like terms like not giving Jack alone like the credit that uh, that yeah. he should have. Well, you ever seen pictures of Jack Kirby back in the day? He looked like he could be a dick. He did, yeah. I mean, he, he always had that like pissed off demeanor on his face. Because like, you know what? How did this feel? <laughs> if you made all this shit and didn't like, okay, how did you feel, right? If uh, we make this podcast and then I can pop for something else, like yeah, I did all of my own. It was all me, baby. Today, everything is all me. You'll be pissed off too. Oh yeah. <laughs> so I get it. That's why you get contracts. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I get it, and then um, apparently uh, Rise that's. Jack's wife hated Stanley. He brought his name and said, "Get the fuck out of my house!" Oh, really? Yeah, she hated Stanley. Didn't didn't they make up shortly before Kirby died? I've been trying to do some research on that, but I don't think so. I think the Jack kind. Of, I think the Stan might have might have uh, reached out to him, but I think at that point, like, I'm gonna Google it real quick. Kirby's like, "Fuck that." One thing I could think of is that they might say they did. Yeah, but I know that. That Steve Dicko never made up. Steve Dicko says, suck my dick. <laughs> suck, suck my Steve Dicko. 
But I've always... One of my goals in life is to produce and write a movie uh, that's based on the early days of Marvel. And here's my casting. Sam Rockwell is Stan Lee. Oh. Paul Giamatti is Jack Kirby. That one's even better. And uh, what's his name? Not James Woods. What's the dude who's almost like James Woods? The crazy bug eyes. Jake Busey? No. Close. Dark hair. Uh, he's one of Quentin boys. Michael Madsen? No. Skinny and creepy looking. Oh, Walton Goggins? No, no, no. Oh, older. What's his Not James Woods. I'm thinking James Woods. Fuck. Um, the dude from Ghost World. Steve Buscemi? Yes. And Steve Ditko. I need to look up what Steve Ditko looked like. There's like two pictures of, of him that, that are... Uh, are out there. So yeah, so so nobody still my uh, fucking if well, you still might did give me credit. I just want fifty thousand bucks for that casting. But Sam Rockwell is a perfect Stanley. Someone was saying Brian Cranston is Stanley. He doesn't have Brian Cranston this is gonna sound weird, but he's almost too cool. It, it cause but Sam Rockwell is kinda quirky. I think he has a perfect quirk the perfect quirk for um Stanley, in my opinion. Let's see if I can find a picture of Steve Bicko. Yeah, but I got one right here. I like the Steve or the Paul Giamatti. I don't know if he can kind of play that dick. At, uh, he can play it. I mean, if you watch him on Billions, he's kind of a dick on that show. See, now, Jack Kirby has never been a dick in interviews. Jack Kirby's. Like, just have that, like, gruff look. Have you seen him in, um, uh, in playing Harvey Peacock in uh-uh. American Splendor? He, he can play it. Now, Jack Kirby, I want everyone out there when you have a chance, look up a Jack Kirby interview on YouTube. The difference between Stan Lee and Jack Kirby, Jack Kirby couldn't sell it. Stan Lee could. Jack Kirby had no stage presence. So, like, if people did do, like, a Jack Kirby interview, he was un- he was un- uninteresting. And he couldn't articulate things as, good, as well as Stan could. He's I, more of a behind-the-scenes kind of guy. I think I do want to see a Marvel, like, Actual movie, yeah. movie, like not like a documentary. I want to see not a... Marvel Studios produced either. Yeah, I want to see I a want... real one. Yeah, because anything that's Marvel uh, produced or anything that's based on the public, I would make sense. I'd like to see a DC one too, but I don't think it would be good. Who'll be in it? Yeah, Bob Kane. I mean, DC at the time was so many separate. Yeah, the... you didn't really have the world building that Marvel did until no. with DC until later on. The DC story isn't as riveting as as like Marvel story. The only two, the only two, three stories that are interesting: Marvel back in the day, Marvel during the Jim Shooter years, because people hated it, that shit, and then Image, and that's all Marvel related. In comics leading up to the early '80s, did you have to create something and then have some sort of huge falling out with your partner in order to be <laughs> Eastman and Laird? Yep. Falling out. Yep. That'd be a good one, too. Yeah, it would. The creation of something that was meant as a joke mm-hmm. and became a worldwide phenomenon. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Well, none of that would have been happening without Stanley. Yep. The Minnesota Ninja Turtles. Yep. All Stanley. And who else was it behind? Was it? It was. Did Dick have something to do with Daredevil? No. Dicko was John Romita, Bill Everett, 
Kirby might have did some covers back in the day. Daredevil creators. It's just a Bill Everett and Jack Kirby. Call you B. Not Stan Lee? No, oh, I'm sorry. Stan Lee and Bill Everett. Yep. Bill Everett. There's someone you don't hear a whole lot of. Yeah, because... Artist and writer. Yeah, his only big contributions were Namor the Submariner and Daredevil. I wonder what they're thinking of back in the day was with that yellow suit. Probably that if he's ready to call it, Daredevil kids would be upset. And then they'd like there'd be Satanists. So, so we'll still call him Daredevil, but we'll paint him yellow. Maybe they were going by like actually being a Daredevil type. Yep. Thing. And then like the horn was just like probably like an afterthought about it. Well, he's a Daredevil. Well, how about some horns on a uh, helmet? How long was it until they gave him the all red suit? Was it like, long? No, oh, like four issues. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Interesting. It was pretty quick. Um, and I guess on a final note, uh, it should also be um noted that although I, I'm telling, I'm saying about things that Jack just Stan could have did for his compatriots, um, when they had a problem with Marvel, Stan is also himself had had to sue Marvel. I'm thinking around 2002 ish because I think pertaining to Spider Man, I, I believe, and I, I think he either won. Or he's settled. What still means he's won. But that's that shows how how when he was had his falling out with Marvel. Mm-hmm. But that shows how uh, how crazy shit is. Because at that time, if you remember back back when we were kids, every Marvel book said what on the first page: Stanley presents. presents. But after that lawsuit, gone. Marvel Comics presents. Oh really? Mm-hmm. Um. I just read uh, or listened to or read something recently that when the first X-Men movie came out, because mm-hmm. I think X-Men 1 was his first cameo. In the modern time, yeah, but he was on the... Besides, like, Hulk the TV, TV shows show. and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Um, but I think, yeah, he wasn't in any... Was he in any of the Blades? That's what I, was, I think he might have been in Blade 3. Was he? Not Blade um, 1. And X-Men was before Spider-Man. I think X-Men yes. was the first big one after Blade. Um, but, uh, he came out and I guess he was nervous. Like, he's like, I don't know if Marvel wants me to do it. Like they asked him to come out and do it. And he's like, mm-hmm. eh, I don't know. He's like, I don't, I don't know how well it would go over. He's like, I don't know if Marvel would really want me to be in it. And they're like, well, it's not Marvel's decision. It's ours. So <laughs> we bought the X-Men bitch. Yeah. Um, so he came out and did it. But, uh, yeah, there's, unfortunately there's a lot of controversy between at that time between him and Marvel. Yep. Not giving him his dues. Yeah, because his dues are more important than than, uh, Jackson and Steve's. That's why I said I love Stan Lee, but I'm still conflicted. I feel like people should get credit for the work that they do and paid uh, appropriately. Oh, absolutely. And and my sense is he could have done more, but he didn't get to the point of the best quote in movies that that I think. Either you die a hero or live to become the villain. Because Stanley never, this shows you Stanley never became the villain. Mm mm. At, at least in the public, the, the 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 mainstream public guy, at least. I think there are certain people that may have viewed him as that, as Kirby, maybe. I wonder how much Steve or Jack actually hated him. From what I heard, okay, from, from what I heard, the only person he's he actually spoke to about was uh, his boy, Mark. Uh, Mark, uh, Mark Evanier, and like his wife, 
otherwise, in public face, he'll either change the subject or like he, he won't speak bad about Stan publicly. But uh, Jack's wife was basically his mouthpiece because Jack didn't talk a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, but but apparently there was a lot of disdain there for the very reason I'm saying. He felt like Stan could have done more and that Stan was paying him fairly. And this also, he felt like when Stan had said, sometimes I would be so busy, I would just say, Jack, draw a story with the, well, well, well Ben Grimm fights the Yancey Street game. Then Jack, Jack Kirby would just have that one line of a plot come back with 22 pages and then Stan would put was put up dialogue balloons to it. So you can say, in my opinion, that makes Jack Kirby the co-writer. If it was a detailed plot, like two pages at least, you can say plotted by uh, Stan Lee and scripted by Stan Lee, drawn by Kirby. But if you get a one word or one sentence plot and you do everything yourself, that, that's a co-writer. Mm-hmm. So, so he said that also um, Jack wanted to write his own stories and Stan told him no. So that's part of why he left. He left. Went, he left. Went to DC. Then, then when those books flopped at the time, like, like, uh, like fourth, fourth world shit, he went. And also, he got mad. I, I, I've heard because uh, they made Kurt Swan redraw Jack Kirby's Superman faces because DC hated the way that he drew. Because I mean, I love Kirby, but he had two faces: mm-hmm. a black face and a white face, and that's man or male. <laughs> but they hated the way that Jack Kirby drew. Their flagship character, so like they would have Kurt Swan go in and redraw the faces on a Jack Kirby body only for Superman. So then he said, "Fucking went back to Marvel when Stan was off in um Hollywood trying to make all these uh, deals." So he came back. He said, "Look, I want Captain America and I want a Black Panther book, but I want I want full car blondes." And said, "Okay, Jack, you got it." That's when he did it. Hit his arc on Black Panther. There was like. 12 issues, and uh, that's when he did Captain America and the Falcon, I believe. And But yes, but he, but he had the same deal that he had back at DC where he wrote, drew, inked, and it was on his own uh, editor. Whoops. Well, anything left to say on Stanley? Uh, we can just be corny and say, Excelsior! R.I.P. Stan. Rest in paradise.